0: Good morning, world. How we doing today? This is the Fifth Ward Wildcat. I'm ready to go today. It's a good day in the neighborhood. It's Friday, Friday. I'm across sitting across from my compadre, my road dog. What's going on today, sir?
1: It's not a good day in the neighborhood. So you sound like Mister Rogers or Mister Robinson when you say that. But uh, I thought about I that. Mean, last I that's, but that's not. I, that's you. That's fine. Hey, this is the one and only KG. I'm the. Uh, Less wealthy, less known of the uh, KGs compared to Kevin Garnett, but I'm older and better looking than he is. Um, Thank you for listening to another podcast of KG and the 5th World Wildcat. Like I toss it in there, Wildcat. That was smooth, wasn't <laughs> it, <laughs> wasn't that smooth? <laughs> we're trying to, try to, to light the mood here. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> because uh, Wildcat and myself are not very happy right now. Yeah. Uh, we were, yeah. you know, He came in and told me that, asked me if I heard the news, and I was like, I had no idea what you're talking about. He told me the news. So. To the plane crash, uh, killing Oklahoma State head coach Kurt Butkey and assistant coach Miranda Serna and two others. Uh, well, I won't go beyond that. Three others. I wanna uh, Basically, everyone on the plane crash was killed in, in the in the crash, and all the plane were killed in the crash. Uh, more details are still coming out. Uh, the coaches were going on either going to or come back from a recruiting trip in Arkansas. The bottom line is. Condolences or thoughts and prayers with all the families of uh, the people involved in the crash. I I've known I knew Coach Cern. My gosh, I've known her for years. Um, I don't even know how long it's been—five, ten, fifteen. Who knows how long it's been? And I, I always bumped into her at the women's final four, and uh, I enjoyed talking to her. I just want to have you know. I guess I can't say it's a regret. I just I emailed, sent her an email. I didn't call her or text her. I wish I would have now, but I sent her email probably. early October you know wishing her good luck let's pay prep for the season and she didn't reply to it and and I asked Coach Butkey at the Big 12 Media Day a few weeks after that to uh, be sure when you get back to uh, Stillwater to let her know that Chris Gardner says hi and wants to know why she and I replied to my email and and he told me that he would do that he would deliver the message so the fact that um, you know Walk and myself both knew both both these people you know well, so it 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 hit close to home for us. It's a tragedy. Um, add your thoughts on on the tragedy and then get into what we usually do well, as a first just uh, off this podcast.
0: Man, um, I'm trying to gather it all together today because uh, when I heard it, it was it, it, it was a shock to the system. Um, Basically, because I've known Coach, coach Bucky uh, since he was a coach at uh, coaching at Trenton Valley, uh, and have known and Miranda since he was an assistant coach at Fresno State on uh, Stacey, uh Johnson's uh, uh, staff. And uh, Coach Bucky was one of the people that uh, recommended her to uh, add to that staff. Uh, he she worked along with uh, Adrian, um, and who is now the head coach at Fresno State and when. Coach Bucket moved over to uh, from uh, Trinity Valley over to La Tech around the move back and uh, they've been together ever since. And when he made that move to the Big Twelve, she was right along with him. She's a hell of a, she she was a hell of a recruiter and uh, she brought a lot to the game. Played here at UFH, UH on the under Can't Um. Back when. Uh, uh, when things were good, as I say, teams were on the old Southwest Conference. Uh, so and my condolences and my prayers go out to both families because uh, we, like uh, K.G. mentions, we always run into both of them, uh, not just at the uh, uh, Big 12 media day and at the Final Four, but also during the season and all the games and during recruiting trips, uh, especially during the summer when we're out and about, uh, Checking to see how things are going. And they've always got a good conversation and a good kind of word. They they were always about work. And uh, they're going to be truly missed. Uh, The Big 12 family and the uh, uh, Oklahoma State Cowgirls families will be um, missing uh, two great people. And uh, with that, we're going to get into the the scores. Your thing, get the scores. And since Tuesday... When that was Banner Day at Texas A&M University. Know, we'll talk about that, but go ahead. The, 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 Wagget, the, the uh, Aggies, we'll start out with that score. They beat Louisville 76-58. U of A's lost to Texas Tech 88-50, uh, 88-58. Down, man. Yeah, beat down. Is well, that what it was? I didn't witness it. Well, yeah, let's talk about that too. Go ahead. Uh, Rice beat Crosstown Rival HBU uh, 75 42. Another beat down. <laughs> Prev, you lost on the road last night to uh, Miami. When I got this text from my compadre, I was. Uh, they, this is the epitome <laughs> and definition of a beatdown. Okay? It, it was almost like we were back in the dark ages of '83, in the '80s when women's basketball was just getting started. Out, and some of these schools just definitely did not be, be be playing basketball. They should have been just sitting on the sideline watching like everybody else. The final score was Miami one hundred and seven, PV twenty six. Folks. These are truly dark days in women's basketball when you see scores like that. Now, do, 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 are, the other score. All right, yeah. men's basketball. And yeah, we're wrapping up. Um, <laughs> <'cause> I'm <laughs> going to come back today, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I know. Texas Southern men beat uh, Eastern Michigan 66 49. Um, uh, Rice beat uh, Southern 80 to 65. Uh, PV. Went 1-1 one and one this week. First game, they be Allton Baptist. Somebody I definitely don't know. I mean, never heard never of count, but Uh 93-35. I found a score on the NC right. State website, so I guess what's relevant. Tell so me. It's official, but yeah, go ahead. PV and then they lost to Florida Gulf Coast, 68-59. to 59. St. Thomas got their first loss on the road this week, uh, losing to St. Edward's out of Austin uh one oh four seventy five. Women's volleyball reason is the the main reason it's relevant is because I am a Raven. I'm a Sanjay product. Uh the women's volleyball team are, are now at the Nationals and they are two and oh and the the first game it would be Wallace State. Hansville, 3-1. Then it beats College of Southern Idaho, 3-0. And our match this evening starts at 6.30 p.m. in the semis against Blaine College. And that is my scores from Tuesday to up to today. All right. And I'm going to touch on, because we saw... Almost
1: half of those teams, some of those games that you mentioned. But I want to go backwards yeah. let's and that. start with uh, the 107 whatever, embarrassment. I uh, mean, and first, let's, let's say Miami is the number seven team in the country, so they are their ACC favorite to win their conference. So they are legitimate squad. They
0: have two other members on the team, so they, they can play basketball. Right now. To that point, to, to 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 a point, Miami had just lost a game. Lost to Tennessee on Tuesday. On Tuesday, meaning the next next team in was going to suffer, and that happened to be PV. Yes, and, and
1: suffer they did. But and the he, loss was so bad, you, you can just probably just forget about it and move on to something else. So it is not, not on Miami's level. You know, we would hoped that they would. Uh, based on what we saw against, Prairie View against Rice, that they'd be competitive against Miami. Nobody expected them to win. Hell, I'd expect them to be within 30. But I didn't expect them to lose by 80. You know, a quote from Coach Toyo Wilson, PV head coach, The first half wasn't a good example of how we are capable of playing. We came out timid, and in the end, the aggressive won the game. I'll say they won by eighty-one points. I've never seen. It's very rare to see something <laughs> like that in in basketball. Where's basketball? Whatever. That's that's Christmas a, night that's night a night high school day. level score. Especially Yates. Some AT-ID schools on the girls' side, but uh, wow.
0: Anyway, yeah. Do we want to start with ground uh, raising ceremony? Nope. I want to be critical of uh, Coach Rim. PV Panthers.
1: Oh. I'm picking a PV right now.
0: We can do that. We can do that.
1: You know, I'm not even sure.
0: I do not I didn't want to Florida Gulf Coast is, but apparently the they the are better the than school that I remember Arlington Baptist, be a uh, JUCO.
1: So, so what are you saying, mm-hmm. sir? So, so what to be saying that they to a JUCO?
0: Just, <laughs> just like Shriner College has moved up from junior college all the way to the four year schools, apparently Florida Gulf Coast has done the same thing. Now, if you scheduling teams, because that's not a check game. I did not assume that that is a the game to get a check. Right. When you scheduling games and you adding in and you looking up and trying to build confidence and wins from what we hear these coaches quote sometime, you better check out who they have on uh, who they have on the team because some of these teams are rigged with transfers. Uh, JUCOs that, that, are, that are guys that can't find a place elsewhere and they just kind of like fell in that lap came back home been out on the street and all of a sudden now they're playing basketball and you show up thinking you got it going on and you find yourself in a dog fight and apparently that's what Prev you thought was going on because I don't think that Coach Rem would have scheduled them if he thought it was gonna be a buzz. So. I'm just, I'm just no, saying. That, 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 that's a good
1: point. You know, I, you know, they. You may not have been scared of them thinking they to lose a game, trying to prepare them for their upcoming game. That was Sunday, Sunday game at Nevada, uh, and then they go to Waco. I think on Tuesday, two more beat downs, especially the game against Baylor. I'm not sure how good Nevada is, but I'm pretty sure they're better than Purdue. Um, you're
0: in, you're in Reno and Mountain Air.
1: So. You know, I I just, my personal philosophy is you you can't get better playing teams that you're better than, and that goes for any level of sports. You know, clearly you have to, based on schedules and, and the commitments and things you have to, sometimes it's unavoidable that you have to schedule certain opponents that you are better than for recruiting, for, you know, whatever reasons, but back-to-back games was the Shriner, Arlington Baptist, and Florida Gulf Coast it does not impress me at all. So that's, that's my two cents on that. See, we're in the SWAC. We're talking about SWAC because we will get to U in uh, game day being here. Don't worry about that. listeners. we'll get there. You know, this, bear with us uh, yeah. doing this podcast. Uh, I saw Southern uh, the men play versus Rice Thursday night at Rice at the uh, House of Tudor Tudor field house. I'm telling you, Southern got a good team. Southern was picked to finish dead last in the SWAC in their preseason poll. With their guard play, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. They did a good job against Rice's defense. Um, you know, Coach Braun even acknowledged it after, after the game that the Owls' perimeter defense got beat uh, too much in the in the contest. But the Southern was led by Quentin Doggett, front-court player, scored 18 points, grabbed eight rebounds. Uh, Derek Beltran, I mean, they're they're a short team. They're a little team. They're not very big. You know, the owls played small ball for the most part. But, uh... So they only had two turnovers at halftime against Rice. You know they finished with 13 because the Owls ramped up the de- the uh, defense in the second half, especially the last 10 minutes of the ball game. The Owls won 80-65 thanks to junior Tamir Jackson scoring a career-high 29 points and freshman Wildcats one of his new buddies now Dylan Ennis came off the bench scored 14 points for a, archaeology for a past f- first uh, point guard. He took six shots in only 20 minutes and he came off the bench shooting. Uh, first few shots were with, with threes. He didn't even pass the ball. He got, came out <laughs> uh, some of the bench firing. Some of the quotes from Dylan and Coach Braun and Tamir are in my write up on my website, which you can see at the Houston Round Ball Review dot com in the area uh, College's team section on the website, and there are links to it in the menu it's on the top of the scre- on the top of the homepage and every page after that. Really, but it was a good solid win for the Owls. They cut down the turnovers. They went down from 25. They committed in the first game versus New Orleans, 29 last night versus Southern. It was a nice solid victory. You know, it's not like they beat an imp. You know, an unknown opponent, a big time opponent. But it's one of those games w- that you could easily lose if you don't step up your play and get the job done. So kudos to the guys for for coming through. Um, they play again Sunday afternoon at three o'clock versus the Maryland Eastern Shore at Rice before they go down to South Padre for the rest of the uh, invitational. So I want to talk about basically an overall thing because we caught the end of uh, Texas Southern game Tuesday against right. Eastern Michigan. Basically, TSU. Rice and U of H men's basketball, oh, is, is where it's happening this this year in the city
0: of Houston. This will be a great year for rising talent, college basketball in this area. It hadn't been like this for a while, where all three programs were, were or, or, or would compete in their com- in their respective conferences. You need to come. You definitely need to come out and see Texas Southern. They have a different mental of. Um, Mental fortitude, as what Coach uh, uh, Harvey mentioned in, our, in the post game, that when they went over to the guys, mentioned talk about running up and down the floor. They gotta realize it's it's about work, and at two schools for sure, U of H and Texas Southern, they'll be definitely getting up and down the floor. Right. Rice still is, is developing that, that situation because they are the, the, uh, trying to blend their, their, their uh, freshman in, but what they have this year, they've got a lot of post play that can actually play post, which will make world will make Arsalan's job a lot easier, and teams won't be able to double up on him as they ha- as, as they have been over at, at, at Rice. Uh, and to
1: that point, Arcelan last night was only three for eight, only scored ten points. He did get another double double with 29th in his career, but he led the team with five assists. So he kicked out, you know, the post-Fanties open team, they made shots. The Isles scored 83 points in the opener, I think it was 83 points. Mm-hmm. Ross Lyon wasn't very, he scored 10 points that game on five dunks. So the Owls are scoring every 80 points a game. First two games are only 10 points per game from their best player. So that shows you how the talent level has improved for the Owls this year. We're serious, listen, we're we're serious. Rice, TSU, and U of H men's basketball, and to a lesser extent Houston Baptist men because they're still rebuilding as they are transitioning to the D-1 level in the Great West Conference.
0: There's no Rockets, there's no NBA, so you want to see some good basketball, you you do have some options on college level here in town. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, you better get on that. You know, You better look at that because KJ and myself, We've have have basically dissolved mindset of that will be an NBA season, as as far as we're concerned. Right now, college basketball has got going and is up and rolling, and high school is down the pike. uh, The thing's starting next week uh, with holiday tournaments. I the. uh, I'm talking as far as. uh, Oh no, there's one right now. The uh,
1: Texas Invitational McDonald's deal. That's going on right now. I on the girls' side, yeah. You know, the season opener for the fellas at Merrill Center, those four games was, was a big success on Monday night. But yeah, basketball is here. High school, college. We got uh, John Lucas's celebrity game on Sunday at Del Mar at five o'clock, which I'm not going to because it involves NBA players who should be playing NBA ball games in NBA arenas. But that's just my personal take on that. But uh, Houston basketball, there there are options for basketball star fans to uh, invest their time and, and dollars, if they have it, to go see some basketball. You know, it's not, it's not their fault, not the fans' fault, that the NBA owners and players are being ridiculous and being full of being asshats to, qu- to continue my word from Tuesday and not getting a deal done. It's not involved in the courts. And I'm really not going to spend much time on it. When the NBA is back playing basketball games, I'll talk about the NBA. But until then, school. Anyhow... What do you want to talk about now?
0: Well, let's see. Uh, do you want to get let's talk, it? let's talk about what we saw on Tuesday. Okay, uh, on.
1: Yeah, the, the national champion Aggies playing Louisville. Louisville was shorthanded; they were without three starters, including their starting point guard Shawnee Schimmel, who was serving a suspension for uh, playing a non-sanctioned three-on-three tournament this summer. She made a big difference. My goodness, uh, Louisville just doesn't have a point guard to deal with Aggies' pressure defense. Um, it had had a start. they started. Coach Wall started uh, at point guard a walk on, who he, he's not put on, on scholarship. Right. But she just can't handle the pressure against the Aggies. They yeah, just finally and pulled away and, and and smacked them around. It was it was a matchup of two top ten teams, but you couldn't tell based mm-hmm. on the lack of three starters for Louisville. However. But Louisville's freshman, Bria Smith, is the real deal. She's from Bryce King out of New York. She scored 20 points in the game. She was attacking the basket, blowing past Aggies left and right. And, and the policeman. And she is the real deal. But the Aggies, do what they had to do, won the ball game. Sidney Carter, senior point guard, senior guard for the Aggies. Picked up a career high, eight steals. I didn't realize that until I saw the box score after the fact.
0: You know, and it, 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 it was interesting because it wasn't like she was out on the floor all night, you know, and, and working that hard. She, she reminded me of someone we, we watched, you know, for about four uh, four years here at U of H, Nicola. Uh, uh, Nicola uh, Oliver. Oliver. You know, just, you don't notice what they've done until after the game is over, when you get your hands on the box score. Cause it's, that's just the way, you know, smooth player, Not erratic. She goes with the floor. But she gets the job done, and when she scores, she scores. But she, right now, she's putting they, they put an effort in defense, and Coach Schaefer has that group just going right now, early. They look strong. They, they, look they, they, they look good, and they, and they also won uh, Thursday night blasting
1: in Arkansas Little Rock, 83-54. So the Aggies, uh, you know, they'll continue staying in the top ten. Uh, I mean, they'll be ranked top ten pretty much all year because of the schedule they're playing, et cetera, et cetera. They have a home game uh, this Sunday, the 20th, versus Mississippi State at one thirty, And that game, uh our colleague, uh, WCA President Beth Bass Will also be in attendance uh, To be- give Game ladders Sponsored water Ladder Yeah one Will be delivering Game ladders For the uh, Basically a s- Symbolic of Cutting down the nets At the championship game At the Aggies 1 uh, In Indy So they'll be there For that 1:30. I won't be there I'm not making the trip I'm going to be at Rice Watching the Isles Fellas play uh, Maryland Eastern Shore So There's a lot of things Going on um. Basketball wise Here in town You folks Move on Don't cry about the NBA It ain't here uh, Adapt Adjust Get on something else Support the, dy- the Dynamo Playing in the L- right, LA Galaxy In, in the, uh, the
0: Cup Final On uh, the a 20th as well track. Get in third so track Go out to the Dynamo uh, but On Sunday I will be in Austin uh, Watching the Lady Longhorn Which should be a beat down Against Alcorn State It should, it should. I put it like this It better be uh, if, if, if I'm making a trip It better be They're playing Alcorn um, Hopefully, Alcorn shows up and puts an effort out. Hopefully, they don't lose by 81 points. Like, they're I, swag. And I doubt that. Sisters. I doubt that happening. I think a little bit more fight situation, not literally, but basketball-wise, uh, will will happen. Oh, the other thing that I noticed uh, on Tuesday's game, especially when it was late, uh, when Coach Walsh looked down the uh, bench with about, I think it was during the last uh, media timeout, uh, Looking to try and get some chemistry going to where some flow would get started. They run some sets, some half court sets. Looked down and didn't see that point guard. It was basically rotation. And it was the first time that I've watched the coach on a, on that level, and, and out of a top ten team, look down the bench and didn't see an answer. And it was a look on his face that I hope no one has that down the road. Because when you when you in a fight, you gotta hope you got bullets and all. Well, and that's, it, you know. You saw that look. I saw that look Wednesday night at half hour <laughs> civilian. let talk it, about
1: that guy, Bobby I saw that look. The look with no bullets in the gun not enough weapons How did the fans- first they were missing two players uh center may woods didn't play uh and uh, freshman malika Lloyd Drake, guard both didn't play because of they're banged up uh pay texas tech texas tech was 20, is 25th ranked in the ap poll they just pounded the cougars 88-58 they scored uh, I think the first 15 points of the ball game, the lead 22 to two, at one point in the game, first half they completely took U of H's best player, Porsche Landry, out of the ball game. They double teamed, they trapped her. They, you know, they just made sure P was not going to beat them. She had six turnovers in the first half. She missed all six different shots. If Porsche doesn't get anything done for the Cougars. The Cougars ain't going to score. And that's what happened. You know, she was scoring in the first half. She bounced back with 20 in the second half, but the game was out of hand by then. It was, you know, it, it was no contest. I expect the U.S. to lose by 20, they lost by 30. So, as I've said on the podcast earlier, it's going to be a long year for the Cougars, especially non-conference, because their non-conference opponents are no joke. Considering, and conclu- next up, is uh, Georgetown team on Saturday in D.C., which is hurting. Georgetown lost uh, on Tuesday also, on Wednesday, excuse me, versus LSU. Georgetown only scored 40 points. Now, Georgetown is not a team that scores a lot of points. They don't, they don't shoot well. Right. They right. trap Press play ugly basketball, so and they're, they're upset because they've not lost twice. They lost to LSU and they lost to Maryland earlier on Sunday, earlier this week. So they're kind of pissed off, I'm sure. And I'm sure the coach for is getting after them and ready for them to bounce back, redeem themselves, and prove because they were ranked top 10 preseason and now they lost twice. So they're sliding down the pole. So the Cougars are going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, 12 o'clock on Saturday. They're going to get beat down. I hope it's not. 50 points or worse, but it could be because the Cooper may not score more than 40 points in the ball game, and the Hoys will force turnovers and score you know, layups and transition to fast and fast break, and bigger, from more athletic, you know, the, the Cougars don't have, have all athletes at all, so it's going to get ugly before it gets better, um, because there is some help along, coming, help, help is on the way, even this season, but I won't get into that, because I can't say anything officially on record about that, but there is help on the way. Uh, when Congress starts in January so I'll say that they can follow that away listeners for future podcasts for reference but it's going to get darker before the dawn comes for the Cougars one thing that Roxanna Bud, one of the seniors on the team said to us after the game in the post game press conference she was asked what she hopes the freshmen take from the game and Roxanna basically said she hopes they learn from this and they want to get better it will inspire them to work harder because the freshmen, you know, like most freshmen, they have fragile minds, and, and these beatdowns may, may crush them, may, may cause them to quack. It's going to get worse. But the the sooner they, the freshmen realize what they need to do to get better and to compete on the college level, especially against top-level competition, the better off the Cougars will be. So if they don't quack under these tough com- competitors in non-conference, then come conference play in January, things could get better. But if they quack, Oh, boy. You know what I mean? It would be Portland playing by herself, trying to score 40 points a game, hoping her teammates score 30. And, one, and let me follow my own sword here, because this lady has not played well the first two games. Tasha Tubbs, who I touted as one of the important scores for the team this season, is a combined 3-for-20 in the first two games. She... Was brought here as a JUCO transfer as a shooter, not a scorer, as a shooter. So three for 20 is not getting it done. She's got to play better. She is that second option, consistent option that uh, the Cougars will need in order to win and be successful at all this season.
0: Well, Coach Blaine Cannon, he told us, you know, early on, uh, uh, once uh, everybody got here, you know, got on campus, and they were getting ready to start practice, that this will be a long season for them basically because scoring would be a major problem out of this group. So, you know, now here it, it is. The uh, season has started, and this is where they are. But, folks, they still need your support. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad basketball when you come out and see it, but still come out and check them out because, like KG mentioned, it's just, help is on the way. It's, uh, just got, it's help, down the road. Exactly. Help is on the way, and this, is, this comment is to my
1: Cougar alums. We love the football team, which we're about to talk about, is the football team and their success. And the men's team plays tonight in August, or Friday night in August, trying to go to 3 and 0, which would be a good test for them because it would be a step up in competition what they play, even though the game against Utah Valley was a good game. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a well played game. But folks, UH alums, support women's basketball, support women's athletics on campus. You know, the UH women's basketball team won the conference championship last year. When I arrived at Hawthorne's Pavilion Wednesday at 6.30 30 minutes before tip-off Versus a top 25 team I could count the number of people In Hawthorne's with my fingers and toes And be done That should be And be better. done I tell you there was 20 folks in there at 6.30 That should not happen I granted oh, college level folks Started arriving and they announced attendance At 8 on 7 800 eight eight folks in the building At the end of that game But Cougar alums Support Cougars, okay, we we are critical, we blast other schools about, make fun of other schools for their support, you can one thing you cannot be critical of, of the Aggies, of the Longhorns of the big time programs is they support athletics, they support their own so, in contrast, the A&M-Louisville game had nearly 7,000 people at that game. And at the other 3 o'clock game, 7,000 people the in the rain. The the, in the thunderstorms and the rain came to see that game. We talking day. about lightning
0: that you could actually see. Because going up there,
1: it was hard to see driving on that road. We were driving 40, folks. So, yes. We were driving 40. So, in all seriousness, Cougars need to support Cougars. But I'm happy to say, and not just football. Because we have a game at two thirty here at the Robertson Stadium Senior Day on Saturday afternoon involves me tearing on Houston Cougars versus the Southern Methodist Six and Four SMU Mustangs. Game is going to be on Fox, right? Yep. But there you go. Before the game, the mothership. ESPN College Game yeah, it Day
0: KJ G- 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 and I, G- and I we, we get kind of pissed at them Because of who they are And what they're trying They're message that they're, they're trying to Oh yeah Well they're a little Why they tra- suck But <laughs> But right
1: now They're relevant But, but time, it, Their promotion The promoting of college sports is huge and immense. ESPN College Game Day is on campus at the University of Houston.
0: You know, the gates open, I think, at Ford, this, no, 4 this morning. four 4.30. Four 30, 30, yeah, I, I mean, was told that the, the, the parking lot gates open at 4.30. So maybe even earlier than that oh yeah, because I, you of know, the crowd that's sitting outside. And it would be who some of these... Uh, Folks around the area that sit, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait until the sun come up. You better not, because you won't find a parking space. Folks, everybody will be out and on campus this week. You know, parking is already small, short-handed. Because of all the construction. construction. Right, because of construction. Don't get caught in the traffic. Don't let the sun catch you. you make very up very true, because especially
1: for the, I guess you want to call it the pit, For game day Uh, You know game day Coverage on TV Starts at 8 o'clock On ESPNU, Then switches over To ESPN at 9 o'clock It'll be 8 to 11 on TV At University of Houston But the pit Will have about 300 fans And it's first come First serve it says fans Can get there uh, The area opens To fans at 6 o'clock So two hours before The show You better be there Before 6 o'clock If you want to be seen On a TV screen Because It's going to fill up You know East Penn is here, Friday. East Penn is here. Yep. So I advise you, is on campus. you know, if the game is sold out, you need to get here early. early. If, you, if you're if you a student sleeping on campus, take a nap now. It'd take a deep a nap in the middle of the day. Just <laughs> bag and, of and camp out. And get you behind there and support U of H football and Coach Sumlin with their chances to b- improve to 11 Because they have to keep winning in order to yeah, get to I'm the BCS. So let's talk on something that you and I have uh, discussed on the car rides to and fro these basketball games. And we, d- we discussed many. <laughs> uh this time. One of the things that was discussed on Twitter Sunday, let me just bring it up like this. On ESPN's BCS countdown show, basically it's their, you know protections that's and things of that not. sort. And toward the end of the show, their expert, whose name I don't know and I apologize because I just slipped to it to see what was going on. Their expert projected U of playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. I put that on That's Twitter. Twitter. I, I put that on Twitter and uh, I got some replies from some of my buddies saying it would be bad, it would be bad to be bad at the end the season, it'd be it would look bad for you Vegas, they'd rather they prefer another matchup
0: against another a lesser opponent, shall we say. And they mentioned Oregon because of the excitement <laughs> of the two offenses going against you. you know, and I thought that was a bunch of crap. Because yeah. at some point if you wanna be held in a, on a certain level of having your program talked about, not just because of an individual, but as a program, you better be playing somebody from a program. You better be playing the SECs. You better be paying the, 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 the Big the, the uh, Big Tens. And the Pac-Tens, you better be beating them down. The bottom line is this. You
1: know, some of my colleagues, you know, I've seen on the ESPN and other websites now comparing this year's the U of A squad to Hawaii in 2007.
0: And they got blasted by Jordan in Sh- the Sugar Bowl because they were all offense, no defense, and, whatever. And I still have that quote from Coach, from Coach Jones. He, mentioned, he said point blank. We're here. We're here to play football, and we're going to find out what we made up, and we're going to find out where our program is. And that's this, this is going to be the judgment right here. And that's my point. Um, you you know, hand some hand of hand
1: our hand colleagues hand are me. also Cougar alums. I'm not a name name You can figure out who I'm talking about if you think about it real hard. Uh, if we, we as a U of H alums, we U of H University, University of Houston Cougars football, want to be considered a big-time program, wear the big boy pants, then we need to compete against the big boys. Okay, I'm not. Ex- I'm not saying the Cougars would beat Alabama. I don't think they would at all. But I, w- I bet they'll score more than six points. they score more than nine points. I know one thing for sure. Somebody I got to stop somebody. Exactly. We're, we're gonna I don't think they be the problem. They're gonna score points in Alabama. They're gonna get run over by Mr. Richardson and, and crew run up and down the field. And that's fine. But if if age wants to get considered big time in athletics and football especially, you need to play and compete with the big boys. Put on your big boy pants And let's go see what, what we got I don't care If You know One, one of my buddies said uh, The loss Would tarnish the season It'd be a 13-1 season I'm not gonna When well, was I was holding Old, and, old and gray I'm not gonna sit around And say Boy you know I remember that year We won 13 games But whatever, that one loss Ruined our season I well, that Thirteen
0: one, thirteen to one, folks. We that, that was a conversation we had going up there and coming back because we just couldn't figure out how you could be dissatisfied with thirteen wins in a season when the program has never been that been there before, never been there before. And that now that was a subject that we talked about at, at our first trip, like how as, as, as great as this program here at H was under Coach Yeoman to be this far into the season and not have been, you know, 10, uh, ten and 0. Right, not to be undefeated you know. before this, correct. And, but right now, you need to go with the day, the, uh, where it is right now, uh, and just ride this, uh, uh, just take this this tidal wave and just ride with it, because you may not get here again. Exactly. Because things got to, and we're all finding out, Coach mentions it every week. It has to fall, everything has to fall into place for you to get to this point, this late in the season. And it's filling the place. You got to ride this wave. You got to surf and, and ride this wave all, all the way to the beach. You bring it in. Bring exactly. It in. I, I want to continue riding the wave because
1: how great do we want to be that's, that's that's what it comes down to. How great we want to be, we, you know. Hopefully soon, ground we will be broken on the football stadium and all the you know all the, uh, and the paperwork and everything. And and all that gets done. But if if we want to be considered a big time program, we need to play and be, play and compete, then beat big time programs. We need I'm to beat defeated defeated We need attitude, to boys.
0: Prime example, Boise Good. State. We need to become boys. I don't want to you know, don't hear, hear us say, barzy. well, I don't want
1: to play some sort because we're going to lose.
0: I don't want to hear that. I, 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 you know, off I, my uniform, get out of my program, get out of my office. I don't want to talk to you because you, that's negative. That's negative.
1: And that is negativity is what cougars do best. You know, I'm just telling tellin like it is, as a cougar, I know of what I speak. Because we can we can turn the most positive thing into the most negative thing. You know, on one message board, people were criticizing Coach Summerlin because he didn't recruit uh, Case Keenum. And Coach gave him Coach Boss credit for Case's success this year. Hey, Coach Boss ain't here. Who, who, who's coaching Case Keenum right now? Who's that coach right now? Is that not Kevin Sumner? Kevin Summer?
0: That's who I, I, Okay, so I was then, standing on side. Right? You know, so I
1: mean, our boss is not on this team anymore. So we can we can spin the, the most positive thing into the most negative thing, just like that. But that's who we are. We need to get rid- get rid of that mentality, get out of that mi- mindset, and become great in everything we do. And that gets me to this, because things may change. Sources indicate that the BCS is proposing new changes to the bowl structure. And to what? One of them is basically the BCS will only be in charge of arranging a bowl, a championship game involving the number one and number two teams. The rest, the other bowls, will be up to them. Up to them to get their bids from everybody, oh. open it up to the top bids, open it up to. Fend uh, for themselves, basically. Basically, fend for themselves. Now, that will be. What's really a problem for teams like U of H and Boise State from the lesser known smaller oh. conferences. Okay. That even the Big East, because it's not big boy football. Well, that's right. Big boy football is the SEC, big 12. big Twelve. Well, the Big Ten and the Pac Twelve. Right. Because the Big Twelve is Texas and Oklahoma, and then everybody else. Right. And if the Longhorns leave, then it's everybody else. So we'll see how this all. It's it's one of the things being discussed. Um, the the big boys, big wigs, are in discussions earlier this week about changes to the BCS structure. You know involving get rid of the automatic qualifiers which impacts who mm-hmm. the University of Houston, and basically I got to find the quote in the article because. One of the reasons they want to get rid of it is because they think it has an impact on some of the commentary alignment talks that schools are shuffling around in order to get to a conference. Well, they caused they, it. Exactly. They caused it, it, it their out. own problem,
0: and they refuse to set up a, a structure, how to, get them, how to resolve that when they were asked uh, on this last contract. But no, matter of fact, the reason they have the new contract now was to allow the Rose Bowl to be a factor into the BCS situation. Now you want to change it again because things like Boise are, are starting to make inroads in the Big East, which is where you built all this, all, all this, these uh, AQs on is now becoming what it was originally designed for, a basketball conference. Now you're reaching out beyond your boundaries and beyond your regions to bring in football programs and allowing them to football only, like Boise and uh, was it BYU BYU? and Air Force? Air Force is not going to leave. And the military schools, they stand. They can stand along and still make, be, uh, still be relevant because of who they are. But you, now you've got uh, U of H, SMU, and who else? Who was there? Central Florida. Central Florida. You want to bring them in with all their, uh with football and now Olympic sports to give you at least a minimum of what eighteens Hopefully. Well, that's all sports, you know. Because c- I mean, th- the Big East still has. I mean, total have
1: like. 14 teams already you know, but they're, they're losing uh, West Virginia Syracuse Pittsburgh but you still got the basketball schools, the Catholic schools plus
0: and,
1: and everybody else so now. all of a sudden done, they still may have 17 to 18 teams in the, in the league
0: and you got the basketball schools controlling everything right now And, and so when these new schools come in you know somebody somebody's president is going to make a sting once they get in says ok y'all been running this for a while you need to turn it over to the football people. And all they have to do is make a phone call over to ESPN which set their conference up and said this is how things going to get done for me on out. And, and basically, to wrap up
1: the BCS proposal, there's a bunch of proposals being that have, that have been discussed, but <clears throat> the basically involved just handling the uh, championship game one versus two, the champion of the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Act 12 Big East, and Big 12 conferences would no longer receive automatic entry into the bowls that currently make up the BCS rotation, which is the rose, sugar, fiesta, and orange. So instead, all 11 FBS conferences and their members, as well as football independents, would begin this is what I like. In theory, each season with an equal chance of reaching the national championship game. Yeah, whatever. And by eliminating the automatic qualifying clause, BCS officials hope that conference realignment and expansion, in some cases done in hopes of securing AQ status, would subside. That is the part about why U of H and Boise State would be interested in joining the Big East because they're, they're an automatic qualifying conference. So if they remove all that, it's going to hurt U of H and more the states' chances because if there's no longer an automatic qualifying and nobody has them, then, you lim- then what is, ultimately,
0: what is the point of leaving the conference USA and going right. to the Big East? And uh, not a merger makes most sense with the uh, conference USA and Mountain West. However, I will
1: retort. And say Basketball wise I'd still rather be In the Big East Because of the Basketball schools And the powers That are in That Big East That conference
0: Compared to the Mountain West Speaking of that We fall back to Tuesday's game We win this The women's basketball If you Once The transition happens The recruiting Will change And folks I'm going to tell you Big East basketball Is a style That you had not seen On a regular basis It'll be interesting how recruiting changes around here in this area, uh, to from Conference USA setups to Big East setup. Well, you know that goes that's no no question.
1: I mean, Co- Coach Buchanan realizes that a move to the Big East, you know, whatever if they go to a, a better conference, he has to get better players and to compete and. Taylor and Tyler Gilbert and Jessica Palmer are three players ranked nationally in the qu- recruiting services. So that is a step in the right direction. However, he'll have to eventually get players better than them in order to be successful in the Big East Conference. It's got to be on a consistent on a consistent basis, without a doubt, because let's be realistic. It will take years for anybody U of H anybody else to get to where C- Connecticut is. Hell, even the teams in the Big East, except for Notre Dame, are on the level of Connecticut, year in, year out. You know, it was top level recruits. So Louisville is, is, is you know, picked, uh, I think third in the Big East preseason polls, but even they are not on the Connecticut's level, and they're a top ten team. And Louisville is better than U of
0: H. Right now. So, oh, hell, no, they're better. No, you, no, you, no, you, no, make, no, you know, no, but no, yeah. The, uh, what the corn is? Junior? Uh, Who? Uh, Louisville. That, that's. Angel McClatchy? Yeah.
1: When they went to the final field? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. No. you of H is not on that level.
0: You know, Aiden McCarty bet anything you Say has seen since Chandy Jones. You so, as far as relating to a, uh, a U of H team that we've seen and what we've seen? The Chandy Jones, Sunter teams could compete in the Big East. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's what Compture Say was lost was awesome nah. When they had Louisville and DePaul and all of them in the TCU all in the same conference.
0: Right. And Cincinnati, that and that's the other thing. Cincinnati and DePaul have changed. Right. They are not relevant in, in the Big East anymore. Uh, well, DePaul is, DePaul is,
1: and Keisha, I oh, what's Keisha's last name? Uh, Keisha Peters, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm sure I got the name wrong, but she, I think, was named, uh, along with Skylar Dickens from Notre Dame, uh, preseason player of the year in the Big East. So, Big East, talent level, is just light years ahead of talent level in the USA, which means U of H will definitely have to upgrade their talent. But, the doors will be open because you can go to top-level recruits in the Houston area and say, we're playing the Big East. We're playing against great competition. We're going to be on TV. We're playing against top 10, top 15, top 25 teams. You know, every day once conference starts, come join us. Come help us get to this level. So
0: that's, that's a start right there. How can folks find you, sir? You can find me, the 5th wildcat, at com. Uh, hit that hot button, and it'll take you directly to the uh, to the uh, college sports report at my blog at www.aksvvcsr.blogspot.com. My Twitter is hashtag aksvvcsr. And where can I find you, KG My website is www.houstonroundballreview.com.
1: Once again, that's www.houstonroundballreview.com. I'm also on uh, Facebook with my fan page Twitter at uh, T-H-E H-R Review once again that's T-H-E H-R Review and the Paul superstar player's name is Keisha Hampton she's from Philly she's 6'2 senior she hoops like a boy okay I mean that in a good way she can hoop I mean she can step backs and put ups and shots you don't think the stereotypical woman can't make she can make Keisha Hampton is the real deal she'll be playing the WNBA but uh both of us are on YouTube. We have our own channel, respective channels on YouTube. Mine is Houston Round Ball, and yours is Sir. AKSVVCSR. And we have videos of the podcast also on there. The podcasts are also on iTunes. Um,
0: As a matter of fact, the uh, latest uh, video is of uh, Coach uh, Harvey, uh, for a post game from the, uh, Texas Southern and uh, Eastern Michigan. And kudos, oh, want I say this to Coach Harvey, kudos to Coach Harvey because he is
1: trying to raise the bar of teach men's basketball, okay, he has high expectations for his team, but the swag overall, which I believe, personally, is uh, contrary to a certain coach up the road, or to 90, and uh, his level of competition, and his, how he does things, hey, there's different different philosophies of being successful,
0: Coach Rim has his, Coach Harvey has his, so... But the, we'll the see how it all money. plays out with that win the other night over a MAC. Oh, uh, uh, a MAC team will help down the road when it comes to RPI. Definitely, because when they start checking you, folks, that's how they check. Yeah, they, and the conference games are relevant.
1: If win over Eastern Michigan from the Mid American Conference, yes, it was a home win. But it looks better than, for example, if, THP, if Prairie View would have won on the road last night versus Florida Gulf Coast. Opponents make a difference in RPI, as you and I both know. Yep, I haven't said that wrong. That wrong. And uh, once again, you know, thank you as always for listening. Um, condolences to the Oklahoma State Cowgirls family. There's quotes and comments from coaches uh coaches and people we, we cover and women yeah, in college of basketball um all over the internet now, all over Twitter and we're and you know, we're reading them and retweeting them you know, comments from Coach Gary Blair who's friends of Coach Bucky, you know, for eons and Oklahoma coach Sherry Cole. Connection to Latte. Um, you know, there there's so many different things that uh you've seen on Twitter now. That uh, colleague Sam Khan, has a tweet about Miranda Snyder playing at UVA, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. So this has a this tragedy impacts the Wildcat myself, you know, directly. So condolences to to every every family involved, um, you know, Miranda's family, Coach Buckley's family, the families of the other people killed in the crash, the Oklahoma State Cowgirl family, uh, the women's basketball family, period. Because it, it uh, this tragedy impacts all of us in that family so you know rest in peace Miranda I miss you I love you Um, I'm going to wrap it up with my my conclusion be true be cool and do more